0: What's up, y'all? We have a special guest here with us, our mom, Michelle Hobbs, and y'all have been really excited about this episode. I know Maddie and I have talked about it a little bit in Mm -hmm. previous episodes about having our mom on and talking a lot about the um, medical stuff that is going on. We have a lot of mandates, a lot of stuff with the vaccine going on, and y'all know that our family has been dealing with that for the past few uh, months, really, with all of the mandates and the vaccine and stuff, but I really want mom to Just talk about all of that in this episode. She is very knowledgeable about this topic. She's researched, but I just want to start off this episode first by saying that she posted her statement, which I'm sure we'll get to here in the episode a little bit as well, on our blog a couple weeks ago. It has been one of our most popular blog posts, and I truly believe that that's because other people are going through the same thing. They're Mm -hmm. experiencing a lot of stuff with the mandates and with. Just all of the stress, all of the stuff going on, not knowing really how to handle it, how to come from a biblical perspective and address it. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to get into all of that great stuff today. Talk about the mandate specifically. What's wrong with the vaccine mandate? So mom, start us off. Um, I just want you to give a little bit of a overview of your career and that kind of thing, what you do and really how this mandate um, has affected you personally.
1: Well, as Lily said, I'm, I'm Michelle and I have been an RN for 26 years and a nurse practitioner for 21 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of that time I've worked in a hospice and palliative care type setting. I had my own practice for a few years before I had kids. And the Lord actually led me to look into the vaccine issue when Lily was five and uh-huh. she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and autoimmune disease. And the healthcare field, the doctors, pediatricians, endocrinologists had no answer as to why she would have developed type 1 diabetes. Neither my husband or I have any family history whatsoever of diabetes. Mm -hmm. So there was really no good explanation. And as I prayed about what to do and how to find answers, the Lord uh, just led me in the direction of looking at vaccines. So that was 12 years ago. Uh, So the Lord and I have wrestled with the vaccine issue for that entire 12 years. Mm -hmm. seems like... You know, I have to revisit the issue quite often because of doctor's appointments, and they present you with these different uh, vaccines that are scheduled, or there have been uh, some different times where the place that I've worked has mandated the flu vaccine, and so I've had to seek exemptions from those things. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I have a lot of knowledge uh, in my arsenal about the vaccine issue.
0: Yeah, for sure and that is what we want to talk about today. We're going to ask mom some questions that we feel like many people are asking. And if you're like us, we're coming from this perspective, I guess, of uh what's wrong with it? You know, what what is wrong with it? Because as believers, as y'all know, we look at things differently. Like we have this whole different perspective through Jesus. What would Jesus say about it? What would he think about it? What what does he call us to do in times like this? Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of examples throughout scripture of um, government, people disobeying government, but in respectful ways and in God-honoring ways. And it is to honor and glorify God every single time. It's never about us. It's never to make us great or to make us look really smart and scientific or any of that. And so I want Maddie to start us off with the first question today, just asking mom about these mandates and what she thinks about them. Yeah. So we're going to
2: get right into this. And our first question is, what specifically is wrong with vaccine mandates? Because like Lily said, I feel like a lot of people are asking themselves this question, but they don't necessarily know how to find the answer. So what do you think is wrong with the vaccine mandate specifically? Right.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think people are confused about uh, why is this a bad thing? Because the mainstream media and our president mm-hmm. and a lot of the governors and uh, a lot of people in authority are saying that these vaccines are safe and effective. It's for the greater good. Mm-hmm. This is how you protect your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a moral obligation to do this for other people. Don't do it for yourself. Do it for other people. What's wrong with this is several things. First of all, the the COVID vaccine itself has not been adequately tested. Uh, in my opinion, we are. In the testing phase now. Mm -hmm. So, we need further testing. Uh, We do have just one of the vaccines that have gained FDA approval, but you're not getting the complete story on that Mm -hmm. either. So, we are still in an experimental phase of this vaccine. Most vaccines take 10 or more years to Mm -hmm. come to development, and this one was developed in a year. And these mRNA vaccines have been trialed uh, in animal studies for many, many years, and they have never made it out of that animal testing because of what's called the pathogenic priming or this, this overreaction of your immune system later on down the road. These animals who were given the mRNA vaccines initially looked like it was working well, and they did not have very many side effects. But when they were exposed to the virus later, in the wild, months later, they had an overreaction Mm -hmm. of their immune system, and it was deadly in quite a few cases. So that's my fear with this current mRNA vaccine. But even if it was safe and effective, what is wrong with mandating it is... Our first guiding principle to medicine and to healthcare has always been first, do no harm. That's mm-hmm. part of what we call the Hippocratic Oath that doctors take when they uh, are going into practice. It's part of what the nursing profession believes, and it has guided all of our practices. In healthcare since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so mandating something for everyone across the board is potentially very harmful. Mm-hmm. So we're going against that guiding principle of first do no harm. And the second thing is what happened to informed consent? This is also something that has been the foundation of healthcare since the beginning, that patients are given all of the facts about an intervention, and then they get to make their own decision about whether they accept that intervention or not. Mm -hmm. So here, we are not being given all the information. In fact, the girls and I were talking about how difficult it is to find any information that goes against uh, the mainstream media narrative about this. If you simply Google this, you are not going to find accurate information on it. You're going to have to do some serious digging. When I wrote that statement that you guys were talking about, I was using one search engine on my own personal computer and then had to use another computer to to be able to print some articles. And even though I was looking up the exact article title and author, on Google, it did not come up. Mm-hmm. They're hidden from you. So maybe we can share some of those resources and ways to get information, but but we're not being given that choice mm-hmm. when it's mandated for us. And that's a problem.
0: Yeah. I just thinking about like, Maddie and I's generation, like our age, right? So teenagers, um, Gen Z, just thinking about how much we Google things, how much, mm-hmm. like that's where we get our information and we take everything that we see on Google as truth. And the other thing is that when you scroll to the bottom of Google, and this is not just like a bash Google episode here, but just think about that for a second, like the, the tabs that they have under it. Um, you know, like there could be hundreds of tabs, but who really goes past the first Mm -hmm. Google search, Mm -hmm. right? You search something, Mm -hmm. you see what the first page has to say. I don't even think ever in my life I've really hit the second Mm -hmm. tab to go and see what else there is. And so it's very easy for them to hide things from you. The very first thing, like you just said, is going to be, Oh my goodness, they're safe and effective. And everybody just says, well, just do it for, for, um, other people's good, right? The compromise people, the people like me who have type one diabetes. Oh my goodness, we could die. Um, if you aren't vaccinated, like mm. I could die because Maddie isn't vaccinated or something like that, right? And that's what we're being told and what you're going to find across the board. So here's our next question. We posted about going to the Ohio State House. We have done some different things on that. Can you explain? why you were invited to go, how that came about, and how we feel about that house bill and mm-hmm. and everything going on there.
1: Right. Yeah. The state of Ohio has a, a bill introduced called House Bill 248 that would stop these mandates in our state from, from being handed down from employers, schools, different organizations. I am very proud to be part of uh the nurses and other healthcare professionals who are stepping up right now mm-hmm. there were many healthcare workers outside uh in peaceful protests making their voices heard uh those who have not been vaccinated who don't want to be vaccinated but i also have to give a shout out to our coworkers and our fellow uh healthcare employees who have been vaccinated but still believe in that informed consent, still believe in that choice mm-hmm. uh, of medical freedom. I've just been um, just incredibly touched by my own coworkers who have been vaccinated, but still showed up at, at yeah. that meeting that we had and offered their unconditional support mm-hmm. of that choice that we should have our own personal uh, medical freedom. Yeah. I was um, fortunate enough to be asked to give in-person testimony in favor of that House bill to stop the mandates. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, when uh, we got into testimony time, there was a limited amount of time that we had uh, the hearing room and, and staff and that kind of thing. It was unfortunately very obvious that our opposition, those that opposed House Bill 248, uh, were getting much more time to give their testimony. Uh, They were getting a lot more follow-up questions from the health committee. Mm -hmm. They were uh, just allowed to speak a lot of untruth without being checked Mm -hmm. uh, by the other side. So that was unfortunate. Uh, There was actually almost twice as many people on the list to give testimony in favor Mm -hmm. of House Bill 248, in favor of stopping those mandates. And yet many of us, I would say 10 or more of us, did not get to testify because we ran out of time because that shorter list who were in opposition got much more time to present their side of the argument.
0: Yeah. So what did we end up doing?
1: Yeah, it actually worked out uh, very well. I think the Lord had definitely a hand in this because I was really discouraged coming out of the hearing time, having Mm -hmm. prepared and uh, put a lot of effort into the statement that I was going to read and didn't get to share that. Uh, We had many people watching Mm and support, and so that was disappointing. But... Uh, The girls, as I came out of the hearing room, they were there watching in in the atrium in an observation area. And uh, they suggested that I would just read the statement on a Facebook Live since I didn't get to share it during the hearing. And at first I was kind of like, oh, I'm just discouraged. I just want to go home. And uh, I feel like the Lord prompted us to go ahead and do that, and we did, and it has had like 1,400 views at this Mm -hmm. point. So we actually were able to reach many, many more people by reading the statement live on Facebook. All right, so
0: I just want to be very uh, straightforward with our listeners. As a nurse practitioner, I think that the main question we to ask you is, do you think that this vaccine is safe and effective as we're being told by the media, by the president, everyone surrounding us is saying that. Is that true?
1: In my opinion, it is not true. And more than just in my own personal opinion, you can look at uh, VAERS, which stands for Vaccine Adverse Effects Reporting System, and see that this vaccine, this COVID vaccine, has had more reports of vaccine injury and vaccine death than any other vaccine in our history. We were talking earlier that, and we looked at this just before we got on to record here, the death rate for all of the United States, and this is straight from the CDC's website, is uh, 1.6%. of those people who have developed COVID mm-hmm. uh, actually die from COVID. We can have a debate on whether those numbers are all correct or not, but the adverse effect rate and the death rate is probably, if we were getting the full story, much higher than 1.6% mm-hmm. of those people who got a vaccine. We've had personal acquaintances, uh, co-workers who mm-hmm. have had debilitating effects From the vaccines, we have a coworker who is just totally incapacitated right now with transverse myelitis, which is an autoimmune disorder that affects her spinal cord. So she's unable to walk or to shower or uh, to dress herself. And this is a gal who's in her late 30s, early 40s. I don't know her exact age but it's it's a really devastating situation mm-hmm. and there have been obviously multiple reports of, of blood clots of heart conditions mm-hmm. inflammation of the heart uh, in younger people so there are just many many unknowns as we said and that potential for the pathogenic priming i think is is very concerning right. given the history of clinical trials in the past
2: yeah So now that we know that they are not safe and effective, and I know that some people may think, you know, well, they've got to be because everyone else is saying that they are, well, I mean, we just talked about how Google hides the real facts from you, and it's not just Google, it's these news people, and the CDC has even come out with studies, but they wait until the very end to give you actual scientific charts that show the studies that they've done, and they know that half of us who have not had medical training, who don't Know how to read those charts. First of all, we're probably not going to even get to the end of the article because mm-hmm. we don't know what they're talking about. But then at the very beginning, they make it sound like, oh my goodness, we're all going to die. And especially if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to die. You're going to spend all this time in the hospital and then you're going to make other people die because you're not vaccinated. You know, we've all been hearing this stuff for the past year and a half. But What would you say to people who are trying to seek an exemption? What do you think they need to include in that exemption to tell their employers why they're not getting the vaccine? Because that is what your statement was for when you had your meeting. And then you also wrote a religious exemption letter. So what do you think Mm -hmm. people need to include? How can they get those exemptions?
1: Right, right. I think uh, most of us who are opposed to getting the vaccine are looking to, we want to keep our jobs. We love our jobs. We have gone through years of education. We love to serve our patients. Mm -hmm. Those moral obligations that everyone likes to speak of in regards to the vaccine, we feel those to our very core. Please don't think that we are making this decision selfishly. We are not. We have researched. We have dug into literature that's hard to find. We have prayed about our personal decisions. We truly believe that it is not right for us to receive these vaccinations. But in order to keep our jobs, we do need to seek some kind of exemption. Mm -hmm. Many employers are offering medical or religious exemptions or accommodations. The medical exemption is nearly impossible to get because the narrative out there is they're safe and effective, and they are especially important for those people with immune uh, compromise to get yeah. to get the vaccine. In my opinion, that's that's not a correct thought. But a religious exemption, uh, if you are seeking that, my specific advice on that is. You need to focus on your personal relationship with God. State that you have prayed about this and the Holy Spirit has testified with your spirit that this is not something that you should do. Mm-hmm. You cannot win an argument about doctrine or a specific denomination. You cannot argue science in your religious exemption. You must keep it personal You must just talk about your relationship with God. You have studied the scriptures. You have prayed. And this is what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. It's very hard to argue with your personal relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard to shoot arrows at that kind of request for exemption.
0: I think that that's some great advice because so many people are battling that right now. Like, what do I put in the letter. And the other thing is just be bold and ask for it. Like, that's the Mm -hmm. other thing. We have some girls who are battling um, mass mandates at their schools and stuff like that, and they're petrified to go to the principal, to go to a teacher Mm -hmm. or whatever, and ask for that. Just be bold and do it. This is so worth standing up for because I truly believe, and I know we all believe this here uh, talking today, we believe that if we lose on medical freedom if we lose on this vaccine then we lose on everything mm-hmm. you know like if you lose on what's going into your own body right and the ability to be able to determine that and to make that choice for yourself then what like everything is gone from there right. like mm-hmm. the food that you eat the things that they tell you you can and can't do and what what's next like what's next after the vaccine we're just going to keep going with the boosters and more boosters and all the stuff that they're saying and that just doesn't make sense and it does Worry me, I guess, that, and I'm going in a different direction, little rant here, but I think that people don't see that the media is one sided, that everything is one sided, whether it's school mandates, uh, employer mandates, whatever it is, they're all just going with that narrative and that agenda. And so why wouldn't we be thinking as Americans, as Christians, if that's what the world is telling me, if that is what these people are telling me, then I've got to think on the other side too. It doesn't mean that the other side is right or whatever, but why are we not thinking that direction as well? Mm -hmm. So do you have Mm -hmm. any thoughts on that? Anybody have anything that they would like to add to the conversation before we uh, dig into some scripture? Because I have an example that I want to give that I hope will encourage all of us today to stand firm in our faith. This is a deeply spiritual issue, Mm -hmm. which I know, Mom, you've talked a lot about before. Right, right.
1: Uh, a couple of thoughts came to mind uh, as you were speaking. First of all, you're totally right. when when all you hear is one side of the story, I think that should pique our attention and prompt us to look into what's the flip side of this coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean that you know maybe maybe what you're hearing is right, but it's certainly uh, been our history and our practice as Americans to research things and make our own decisions. And always before we've had the freedom to do that. In fact... We've been a country built on debate Mm -hmm. of the opposite sides coming together, having respectful discussion, presenting science on both sides, and now you're not getting that. They've Mm -hmm. shut all of that down, and that should be a red flag, a red light, a flashing light, warning danger Mm -hmm. to everyone out there, if nothing else is. The other part... That came to mind was if we are fortunate enough to be granted one of these exemptions or accommodations by our employer, it doesn't mean that we back down. It doesn't mean that we step back and Mm -hmm. say, you know, wipe our brow and say, I'm glad that's over. It's not over, folks, because now we've got some federal things coming Mm -hmm. down the pike and our employer's hands may be tied at some point in the future. Uh, Employers that have granted you an exemption or accommodation for now may be coming back to you in the future Mm -hmm. and saying, hey, we're going to lose our funding if you don't get vaccinated. So I can't offer that to you anymore. Mm -hmm. So we've got to fight this. We've got to continue in an even more assertive manner than we have. We need to get some of this legislation passed. We need our Representatives and our governors to stand up for us. It's going to boil down to little local efforts, uh, I think, grassroots efforts Mm -hmm. uh, to get this stopped. And you're right. If we do lose on this issue, there's really, I mean, when it comes to your body and what you can and can't do with your body what else is more important than yeah. that or more personal mm-hmm. than that? So don't stop. Don't back down. Continue to make your voices heard. Continue to push to get the the other side uh, of science and debate and opinion out there.
2: Well, I think that even already they're convincing us that we don't have some of that medical freedom. Like one of our best friends, was getting ready to go to a local school where she can prepare for college stuff, and she had to go and get her school shots. And we were like, no, you don't have to do that because she didn't want to. You know, we've talked about it with her. She's in our Bible study group and then she's just one of our very close friends. So we've talked about our stance on vaccines and how we think that a lot of them are very harmful. And so we were like, no, you do not have to get your shots. Cause that's mm-hmm. what, that's what she kept saying was, yeah, I have to go get my shots on. Tuesday or you know, whenever she was getting them. And we were like, no, you don't have to do that. You can get an exemption or whatever. And she's like, no, I can't. Like, They won't let me go to this school that I want to go to if mm-hmm. I don't get my shots or I'll get kicked out of the school that I'm already in because I won't get my shots. And so I think that they're already making us believe that we don't have that option. And you do. Like over even just the mask mandates, we know a lady who had kids in public school and she got them an exemption and they were the only kids in their whole entire school who Mm -hmm. didn't wear masks that whole entire school year last year. And so you have options. Stop acting like you're helpless. I know that sometimes employers are going to be difficult. Like, mom, mom's employers have been difficult. They made them wait to approve their religious exemptions. You know, I know that people are being difficult, but when you do get that religious exemption, like mom was saying, like, you can't stop fighting because mm-hmm. it is going to be the federal stuff, and it's going to be so much worse if we just say, okay, yeah, I got my exemption, and then You know, let's move on because there's going to be other stuff, and they're going to push you a lot harder next time when you back down and you don't present opposition. I think that's why they've been able to get so far, is because no one has presented any sort of opposition Mm -hmm. and no one's done the research. They've made us all so lazy, just like you were saying with the whole gen z we only look at the first page of google and that's so true like mm-hmm. even for us yeah. we don't go to the i with you i don't even think that i've ever gone to the second page that they give you for different options you know either you just click the first article that comes up or you go back to your search bar and you reword what you want till the right thing comes up. And so they've made us so lazy and that's why they've been able to manipulate the media Mm -hmm. and the media has been able to manipulate us and make us believe that everything they say is true and that these vaccines are safe and effective and that mandates aren't wrong and that you need to do this for your fellow man and that you need to love your neighbor by doing this and... Mm -hmm. I don't know i think that we just really need to create some opposition because that's why they've been able to get so far throughout this whole entire thing first it started with the masks they wanted to see who would comply with that and almost everyone i mean i'm not sure if we know anyone who was quite as radical as us. I mean like we did not wear masks. Like if you told us to wear masks, we well, we that one we family left.
0: that got exemptions. Mm-hmm. I mean that's the mm-hmm. only one yeah. right. that really comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. In the our thing.
2: sphere of influence and we even know people who are trying to be active, be politically mm-hmm. active, try to fight this kind of thing. And then you are talking to them and they're like, "Yeah, Walmart told me the other day that I had to put a mask on." So I had to, but you know, I wore it below my nose or something. That does not matter. I mean, it doesn't help if you have it above your nose or below your nose, but it still shows them that you are willing to cover up your face whenever they tell you to and comply. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so I think that lots of us want to say that we're presenting some opposition and stuff, but you can't even give in on going to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. and putting on a mask or them asking you for your vaccine status or something. Like, all this stuff is flat out wrong. They should not be able to force you to do this stuff, and I'm sick and tired of people acting like they're allowed to do this.
0: Yeah, there's my... There's my rant. (laughs) (laughs) There's my rant. Okay, one last question. I know we're going long, so I'm going to make this quick, but I want to ask mom because she's a parent, and Maddie and I have talked about talking about this a lot, and we just don't feel like it's really our place, honestly, to talk about this. But Maddie and I have seen a lot of people, obviously working with teens, with the few, and that kind of thing. Um, and just the stuff that they're being taught, like Mm -hmm. our friend who's trying to get the exemption, but thinks that it's not possible that her school is going to kick her out, whatever. Um, they've been taught these things from kindergarten, from preschool, that they just need to listen. They need to go along and whatever, just go along. What would you say to parents specifically in this time? Like, I know that is, that could be a whole season of the podcast, really, Mm -hmm. but just something quick that you would tell parents who may not, maybe they are aware that their kids are being indoctrinated with that stuff, um, and maybe they're not, what would you say to them?
1: Wow, that is a loaded question, (laughs) Uh, and you're right. uh, Several episodes could be dedicated Mm -hmm. to that answer. What I would say is um, your children are a gift from the Lord, and He has placed them in your care and in your guidance and if you know something to be wrong in your heart and you allow your kids to uh, suffer under that whether it is a mask mandate or whether it is a vaccine or you know whatever that may be in doctrine critical race theory right now in schools mm-hmm. the the question of gender and sexuality and mm-hmm. all all of this is coming at your kids folks in public school and in the TV shows and movies and music and and just all of those influences. And the Lord put you in the position to protect and uh, to guide your children, and you have the authority
0: mm-hmm.
1: to say no. And that no may mean that you have to make some sacrifices to pull them out of. Whatever situation that may be. Again, whole nother episode or several episodes. But we as parents have to step up and protect our kids. Mm -hmm. We've allowed way too much leeway for other people to speak into their lives and into their hearts and into their minds. And I'm going to get choked up about this. Uh, You guys... Yeah. Parents, please, please step up and and do the right thing for your kids, even if it means uh, some sacrifice on your part.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. I want to end with Daniel chapter three. Um, I think that it's just a really great encouragement, a great challenge to us. Honestly, y'all know this story. If you've been in church, if you've uh, listened to, um, Bible studies before, been in Bible studies, but it's it's the story of King Nebuchadnezzar um, building this statue and he required everyone to bow down to this statue whenever they heard the music that um, he put in place. So whenever they heard it, they had to bow down and they had to worship the statue. Where, wherever they were, whatever they were doing, they had to immediately stop and worship the statue. And there were three guys. Uh, they were not complying with this mandate right they were not going along with this command from King Nebuchadnezzar and and they worked for him they were in the middle of all of this stuff they were in the public eye people knew them just three guys and I think that that's really powerful so I just want to read uh, little parts of this I'm going to skip around a little bit but one thing that really hit me in the scripture here so Daniel 3 verse 7 it says therefore when all the people heard the sound of the horn, Flew, zither, lyre, harp, and every kind of music, people of every nation and language, fell down and worshipped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And this just goes to illustrate that we are not the first to experience evil like this and to see mass compliance like we are today because it says that people of every nation and language. So, just think about that. People who didn't even understand what they were saying or what they were, like how they were worshiping, they saw their fellow man worshiping And so they knew, hey, if he's doing it and everyone around me is doing it, then I better fall on my face and I better do whatever they're doing, even though I don't understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I think people are doing today. We see people who, and my heart breaks for them, like we are not on the side of, oh my goodness, we hate you so much. If you have been vaccinated or you, you think it's great or whatever, you have the freedom to do whatever you want to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I better have the freedom to do what I want to do too. But here's the thing. um, People really just, they genuinely don't know Mm -hmm. the scientific facts. They haven't researched. They don't have this feeling from the Lord, this discernment in their spirit from the Holy Spirit saying, this is wrong. This is not right. The aborted fetal tissue, I know we didn't get into that, but just all the different things, they have absolutely no clue. And my heart breaks for them within that, but that's just That's even in Daniel chapter three. Mm -hmm. And so here's the encouragement for those of us who want to stand up, who want to fight against these mandates and everything going on. Daniel chapter three, verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to give you an answer to this question. If the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire and he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. But if not, we want you as king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar filled with rage and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He gave orders to heat the furnace seven times more than what was customary, and he commanded some of the best soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. So these men in their trousers, robes, head coverings, and other clothes were tied up and thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. Since the king's command was so urgent and the furnace extremely hot, the raging flames killed those men who carried Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego up. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell, bound into the furnace of blazing fire. Now here's the encouragement for us today. Verse 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm. He said to his advisers, "Didn't we throw three men bound into the fire?" "Yes, of course, your Majesty," they replied to the king. He exclaimed, "Look! I see four men not tied walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods." Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of blazing fire and called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out, "Your servants of the Most High God, come out!" So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. When the satraps, prefects, governors, and king's advisors gathered around, they saw that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men. Not a hair of their heads were singed, their robes were unaffected, and there was no smell of fire on them. Nebuchadnezzar exclaimed, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel and rescued his servants who trusted him. They violated the king's command and risked their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. I think that this is just so powerful for us who are fighting against these mandates today because we know that God can turn this thing around. We know that if he wants to deliver us from these trials and tribulations and the evil that is going on in our world right now, because that's what it is, he can deliver us in an instant if he wants But if not, we have to be willing to go into the fire anyway. And we know that he may not deliver us, but he's going to be in the fire with us. And that's an amazing promise for Christians today. And I know that mom wanted to uh, wrap up with a challenge to people who are fighting this because you cannot fight this and be victorious spiritually if you don't have a relationship with Christ. And so mom, I want you to wrap
1: us up Mm -hmm. with that. Something that I've been incredibly encouraged by, and just really astonished by, is you know how God uses everything mm-hmm. uh, for for our good, and you know we've seen people uh, in the healthcare field or in other fields who are facing these mandates actually have to to stop and. Think about these, uh, the possibility of this religious exemption, Mm -hmm. and actually think about their relationship with God, where they Mm -hmm. may not have thought about that in a really long time, if ever. Mm -hmm. And so he's using this trial, I think, to bring many to him. And I just want to encourage those of you who are in this trial with us, if you don't have a relationship with God, if you don't know in your heart of hearts that he will be in the fire with you. Dig in and look at the scripture that Lily is talking about. Spend some time in prayer. Find someone who does have a relationship with Christ and Mm -hmm. ask them some questions. Ask them uh, how you can come to have Christ in your heart and have him in the fire with you. Uh, And I just think that's a really beautiful thing that has come out of Mm -hmm. all of this is that we are seeing people come to Christ And we long to see even more Mm -hmm. come to Christ uh, through this as well.
0: Absolutely. All right, Maddie, you want to wrap us up in prayer? Mm -hmm.
2: All right, let's pray. The Lord, I just thank you for this day and for this episode. And I thank you that mom was able to be here with us today and that she was just able to sit down and record with us and that we were able to just talk about all the uh, present difficulties that I'm sure a lot of people are facing. I pray that you would just help those of us who are experiencing these stresses and these worries, and I pray that you would just be with us in the fire that we're experiencing, that you would be with us when people try and deny the religious exemptions or not give you a medical exemption or just don't want to listen to your argument of why you believe uh, the vaccines are not safe and effective. I pray that you would just help us all to stand strong, that we would be able to present some opposition, and that we would be effective and that we would be um, very calm while presenting our arguments, but that we would also be able to show people our passion that we have connected with this issue. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate y'all. We are so very close to hitting 5,000 downloads, which we are so, so thankful for. So, be sure to hit the download button. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. We have so much coming, and we're just looking forward to what God's going to do with this episode especially. So, we want to thank mom for being on with us. Great episode, great conversation, and we just pray it encourages you today. So thank you guys for listening and we will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye guys.